This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. You heard the big voice guy. That's my main man, Jacob Padilla, as he joins me for our weekly podcast, Nebraska Preps. Hopefully you like our new audiovisual effects, man. We're trying to be all professional for you fine folks, but as we welcome you into another week, we have officially transitioned. We are now into hoops. JP, not often you get a little bit of a downtime to come join me, but how are you? Good, yeah. I feel like a little bit more in my uh, uh, environment, a little bit here, more in my element here as we transition to hoops. Football, uh, that's definitely, that's your area. I'm just there to provide some support. Um, I feel like, like I can contribute like a little context. bit more. Well, I don't see, you know what? I think you sell yourself short because I would talk football with you. And so here's the thing. This is what I think makes you unique. You understand whether you're the driver, the passenger, the passing lane, whether you're supposed to go 45, whether you can go 75. Your situational awareness is, I think, what lends itself to you being so credible, right? Like, and sometimes like, you yeah. sell yourself short, right? You know where you're at. And, and that's exactly, I think that's the important, I kind of, I, I know what I know and what I don't know, so I try to stay away from what I don't know and just touch on the stuff that I do. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? That We're back for another week, and it, it has been hoops. It's so tough, right, to get a gauge early just because sometimes you're waiting for guys to, to come back from another sport. Sometimes you have early season injuries. Sometimes it's just rust. Well, look at – Beddington, uh, straight off the football field, their entire lineup. Yeah, go and get uh, get smacked at a good Wahoo team. Um, first game of the season, I'm sure the, most of those guys hadn't touched a basketball, and I don't know how long. I didn't even get a chance to tell you this before it started, but in my opinion, they were going. We had them in the top three preliminarily. That may be the deepest team in Class B. They got they got a lot of pieces. Wait, did we decide are they are they playing Class B? No, they're playing C one. Wahoo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They got a lot of pieces and. I mean, could, briefly, could, uh, how about Marcus Glock, the start he's gotten off to? Back-to-back 20-point games? Could easily, could easily play nine. It's typically not his style, but they could. That is the, that is the deepest team in C1 right now, and that's no disrespect to basically anyone else out there. C1's going to be fun this year, especially it is. It's highly C1 and C2 with some of the reclassifying from up from D2 to, to C2. Or from D one to C two yeah. with Bergen or House uh, Dodge, House Dodge and um, Humphrey Lindsay Holy Family, both those moving up to C two that makes it uh, pretty darn strong at the top. To the to the victor goes moving up in classes, yeah. right? Yep. <laughs> oh, but, so where do you want to start, man? I mean, pre- current coaches poll. I mean, you probably make Scott one and B. Yeah. Uh, Ron Colley, or no, or Platvia. So I, I did get to see Platte View's um, season opener against Elkhorn North, and 
they they are what we thought they are. They're yeah, Connor Milliken putting up a ton of points. Draper hitting some important threes. I'm and a then- big, I'm a big Draper guy, but we've talked about this X factor before, and he showed it down the stretch the last third of the season last year. Weeble House is going to make them different. He he really started to come along late in the season a year ago, and he's picked up where he's left off. No question, he's the X factor because Milliken can't do it on his own. Yeah, and that I mean. That, that's how they beat Elkhorn North is they had a few other guys step up around Connor at 33, but they had a few guys hit enough shots. And pencil him away. in for high 20s every night oh, yeah. out, right? So 33 and 25 in his first two games. So uh, ho-hum, it's kind of what, he, what he's going to do. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, Scott's got the best uh, starting five in Class B for sure. Um, Ron Colley, I, I need to see Ron Colley. I, they've got a lot of pieces that I like. They've got some young guys that we'll see if they can provide like some depth. But Jake Ort. We talked about Jake Orr's. If Connor's the best player in Class B, Jake Orr might be might be next. He's certainly up there. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a pretty good. That's top of the class right now for sure. And then um, you know it's interesting because I watched Scott uh, live and in person. You know they they had the I wouldn't call it a scrimmage, but they had the exhibition against Westside and they took it on the chin pretty good. Um, and Westside playing without their full complement of players uh, won that game in relative ease, but you could tell that Scott is one of those teams. They have a lot of good pieces. Now they got to figure out what's going to happen in the backcourt. They really struggled with ball pressure and, and, and making decisions off the dribble. And that is, they've got, they don't necessarily have a true true point guard. Uh, James Ninifu is kind of more of a combo, kind of a long, rangy wing. Uh, J.J. Farron's more of a, a spot-up shooter than yep. a, a great off-the-dribble guy. And then Grant Dvorak's kind of the same deal, where he's a great wing more so than a strong ball handler. And and, I, and that kind of manifests itself. So, so I'll be curious to see how that plays out kind of in Class B, right? Because it was really, really apparent um, in that game a couple Saturdays ago that Ball handling and in kind of dribble, they, yeah. dribble, dribble penetration. They won't see a lot of West Sides in Class B, so I mean, we'll see what happens. And that's fortunately they can play through uh, their front court a little bit too, and kind of lessen the pressure on the back court to create. You can play inside out uh, and create some openings with Mitchell and Jake Brack both kind of stepping forward. I really like Brack. He's got I, he's got a lot. He's got big upside. I I just have watched him since he's been young. You know for a long time very recognizable I don't think he got near enough touches against Westside and I know coach would say hey listen we got to be able to get him the ball in scoring position but he's fantastic man he's a good player he's a really good player yeah good height about 6'6 um he's really filled out um he's gotten a lot stronger than where he was as a freshman um where that was kind of one of his biggest weaknesses was couldn't stay healthy he was getting pushed around. Now he's uh, got a varsity body. He's ready yeah. to kind of – he can score inside. He can step out and knock down a jumper if you leave him open. And then you can go clear the glass on the defensive end as well. Yeah, so, you know, Platteview and Ron Colley and Scott, it's early, right? Um, goose egged in the win co- – or uh, in the loss column. Let me jump down real quick before we get to A. I want to talk about C1 because you and I were talking – it's not really off air, off pod <laughs> – about how fantastic C1 will be. We both like Wahoo. Auburn isn't going anywhere. They would probably be my preseason one. Um, 
but then it's probably we like we both like Concordia, yeah. um, and we like Wahoo. That is going to be sensational. Well, Carney Catholic's got Brett Mahoney back. Yeah, that's Ashron true. Greenwood <laughs> has Cale Jacobson back. Great, hey, credit to him uh, coming back from that torn ACL. Scored his one over a thousand points, I think, in their season opener. Yeah, um, great to see him back on the court. And, and Milford too, right? Milford's got most of their guys back from last year, so that, that, that that's already six teams uh, that that we've mentioned. Um, and, and there's C- some other good ones. C one will be sensational. Yeah, <laughs> that that will be. Uh, Coach Weeks is, see, I think this year in his style is his style, but I actually think they they can score the basketball. It will be interesting to see if he chooses to play that way. <laughs> you would hope they would open it up just a little bit more with kind of the personnel they have, and I don't know uh, if they've got necessarily kind of the backline defenders, the size that they've had the last couple of years. Brett Baltensperger has kind of been the backup. Um, he. He's not quite the physical presence that Daniel Freire was or um, that Josh Lambert was a couple years ago. on Lambert, too. So it is going to be more guard-driven, and maybe that does mean, like, hey, we're going to continue to control possession and wait for the last shot. Or it means, hey, Maverick, kind of go ahead and uh, let's see what you can do. I've seen a lot of Maverick Binder. Played against him and with him uh, in summer. Man, you almost have to give him the keys. Well, and I think, so the... The Bison freshman tournament where you've got eighth graders and ninth graders uh, playing at the tel- uh, back in May or whatever it was, um, I think that's a, a really cool deal. And I think for them in particular, basically for that Auburn team, it was Maverick, go create. They're setting ball screens. Yep. They're running every play through him. I think th- that kind of experience can be really beneficial for a player like him who was uh, a secondary supporting piece last year where he spot up. Play off of uh, play off of Cam, play off of Ryan. Um, now it's kind of more. Hey, Ryan's still there on the wing, but uh, Maverick, this is your show. Now we're going to put the ball in your hands. You go create. And playing with that 15U Adidas team last summer, he's seen high, high caliber competition, yeah. right? And just growing up, I mean, he's he's pretty much played against um, a lot of those guys uh, from the from the T and E Express organization where a lot of those guys are playing at the varsity level now he's seen elite level competition i don't think he'll have any problems assuming the role is kind of the lead dog for that auburn bunch no for sure so yeah i mean c1's gonna be fun this year there's yeah, a lot of good wide teams. open uh let, let's jump up to a yeah. right uh um, obviously bellevue west you start there i think originally before this last 10 days you probably would have either had west side or miller north in some form or fashion. Scott belongs in that discussion. Uh, Prep continuing to be able to win close games. You mean Pius instead of Scott? Yeah, did I say Scott? I meant Pius. One of those private schools that wear green. That's (laughs) what I meant. But for sure, Pius. Um, Hard to match their size and length. We'll see what happens at point guard. You know, they don't really have a true ball handler, but we'll see what happens when a combo guard decides that he's going to transfer and, and, and see what happens with how they can play. That That is uh, – their size and length is going to be tough to deal with at, at Pius. Yeah, um, and I think, like you said, it starts with Bellevue West at this point, just from what we've seen. I think uh, Josiah Dotzler, uh, we were wondering, what's it going to look like him kind of stepping into that role? Well, 22-5, and five, uh, really efficient first game. Then near triple-double with 13-10 and eight, four steals uh, in their second game, obviously – 
not the toughest competition just yet, but the ability to control the game in a lot of different ways, be efficient scoring. Uh, that's that's what we need to see out of Josiah, and he certainly showed that the first week. And then, obviously, you've got all the other pieces that can step up. William Kyle had a big game, dunking all over the place, had some other guys that, that could contribute. His, his ability to run the floor and play on both ends. Yeah. He affects, he defends the rim on one end, and he can go get it on the other. He's going to be a very, very interesting piece to watch. He will elevate his stock, in my opinion, tremendously. Um, as already a college commit, I, he, people are going to come back and take a look at William Kyle. Yeah, well, with uh, Frankie Fiddler gone, like there are a few more offensive touches for yeah. for William this year if he's ready to step into that role. And so it's gonna he's gonna get every chance to, to prove himself that he's more than just a defensive stopper and a rim runner. Yeah, the next the teams I think in the next tier obviously saw each other in Columbus with Millard North and Westside playing in that triangular. Uh, Millard North pulled away pulled away late. Um, Westside's inability, I think, to stop dribble penetration and their shot selection. Uh, just a total lack of discipline. And I think I can be hard on these guys a little bit just because I see them all the time. But uh, that may be as – it's early. And and Jason Green really didn't assert himself. But for the, a little bit of foul trouble early too. For the role, right. guys – not too bad for Millard North. They played they played well. We talked about David Harmon all spring yeah. and summer. And sure enough, you're 24 points, just getting to the rim at will. Um, 8 to 9 from the free throw line, 8 to 12 from the field. That You can't ask for much more than five assists as well. And then Nick Dolezal, um, 17 points, seven rebounds. J- Jason Green was really efficient, but like you said, uh, only 13 points, only took six shots. Yeah. Very, uh, fi- very efficient on the offensive end. Kind of had some offensive lulls and stretches, but mostly it was due to playing time because of foul trouble. Yeah. Uh, Jason, 39 points, 20 rebounds uh, in two games. Obviously, the first one wasn't nearly as tough as the second, but 26, 10, and 5, I believe, in that game. Uh, pretty darn uh, solid start to his senior year for sure. Yeah, so early on capping of those two teams, I think there's a couple of things that come to mind. Number one, we'll see what happens with Westside when they get their full complement. They'll get Caleb Benning probably would have helped a little bit on Harmon, keeping him out of the lane. No question. Um, I He's an elite-level defender, probably the best defender, I think, the best on-the-ball defender in the Metro um, for Omaha Westside and, and, and maybe across the board. Um, but their thing is – Outside of what he may bring in terms of ball distribution and running that offense, two things. Number one, Westside has to figure out shot selection. And will they commit to playing defense? They're undersized. and They have a lot of guys that can score potentially. How they share the basketball in terms of distribution and stop dribble penetration will be huge for them going forward. Millard North played exactly like who they I think they're going to be. They prefer tempo. They have a grab-and-go guy in, in, in Jason Green. They have guys that like to get downhill with really one good shoot, what I would call a consistent knockdown shooter in Mosser. They have some pieces. If If you don't pressure them and force them to handle the basketball, you could be in a little bit of trouble because they have – they got a couple of guys that can get you a few different ways. Yeah, and like you said, they transition. That's that's where they want to start. Yeah, they, they when they were able to create tempo, and I think the composure got away from Westside a little bit, and able to kind of slow it down. 
they really pulled away. It was a it was a four or five point game at the half, uh, if I remember right, somewhere around there. And just the second half of Millard North controlling, and Westside's a team that likes to play fast. You just can't give up those kinds of easy buckets allowing guys to get downhill. And you let Millard North play with some confidence. That thing snowballed on in a hurry. And that was an 80, 80 to sixty seven win. For, for Miller North, uh, they won their first game uh, 74-45 against Lincoln High. Um, and David Harmon, again, 11 points, to, so two double-digit games to start the season. Like I said, Jason Green's 26-10-5-2, just doing everything, just dominating that game. Westside opened with an 89-30 win against Columbus. So that meant they had to uh, head out to Columbus to, to decide that. Yeah, thing. that tried, are fun, right? I, I like the I, It's fine, right? I, I mean, I watched the girls, too, and... And uh, so I saw Westside and Miller North and Lincoln High and Columbus and kind of that that little pod deal, and I I actually kind of like that. So Westside was 17 of 28 from three against Columbus, and then only six of 23 against Miller North. Yeah, that's shot selection, yeah. JP. Like I, I can't I can't I can't stress it enough. When they share the basketball and they're unselfish. They're different. If you have a couple of guys or, or three or four that kind of kind of get lack a little discipline, it can get ugly for that team in a hurry because they are undersized. Uh, the, the X factor for them, no question, is, is going to be Logan Wilson. He's the one guy. He's got good length. I think he's a tremendous defender. Uh, he's got a lot of versatility. When he plays well, I have a feeling that that team will play well. Yep, 17 points, five threes in the first game. And the win. Yeah. In the win. And then <laughs> zero points, five fouls, uh, and not, nothing else really in, in the loss. So, yeah. And like you said, that that's a team that he is really the only last line of back line of de- defense. So if he's in foul, if he's getting fouls instead of blocks and you're not pressuring the ball, you're not keeping them out of the lane, there's really not going to be much that Westside can do. So they've got to have five guys on a string, they've got to make that tough. And then be able to put Logan in situations where he can rotate and get um, protect the rim in, in good situations, completely good positions. So, and the next tier probably Pius and Prep, right? In some order, yeah. Prep, uh, Prep continuing to win close games, and, and we can and go Pius there. with with Fremont and and uh, was it Fremont and who was the first one against Fremont and North Platte? Yeah. So, um, yeah, they two and zero start. Um, both double-digit wins, but neither against another top team. So we'll kind of see, like you said, how they continue to, to come together as a team. But, yeah, we can go to the prep. They've uh, got an next. interesting one. You talk about contrasting styles and a little smaller team. Pius got Omaha South, yeah. who's off to a little bit of a shaky start. Um, got to take better care of the basketball, right? Those young guys grew up in a hurry last year. They're now sophomores this year <laughs> and juniors Shot selection and, t- and value into basketball would be big for him also. Well, and JoJo Ford isn't going to play until the second semester, so that really hurts, too. He was kind of part of that yep. reason why, oh, they, they might be ready for a leap this year. It's kind of another veteran guard to uh, allow the younger guys to, to play complementary roles. Um, but, yeah, South, they lost to, to Gretna in, in the first round of the uh, OPS Jamboree, which uh, then Gretna turned around and got smacked by, by North. Omaha North. Yeah. Uh, 53-38, uh, apparently Gretna just did not handle the pressure well and did not shoot the ball well. So that is a bad combination. But that set up a championship game between Omaha North and Omaha Central for the Jamboree title. And, who boy, was that uh, 
we'll, we'll just call that one a defensive struggle. Yeah, not a lot of quality <laughs> shooting in that one, which I think caught me by surprise a little bit. I mean, you know what you kind of get from Jason, Jaden Dawson, I think, and, and Mason Strong, who right now is trying to be the the Metro's best kept secret, uh, right? He had 33 in their opener, 23 in, in the second game. Yeah. So <laughs> 56 points in his first two games, pretty good start. But you look at the championship game and the kind of the main guys for each team, uh, Jay, Str- uh, Jay Dawson and uh, P.J. Davis, both more shot attempts and points. Same thing f- for Mason Strong, more shot attempts and points. Yeah, Patch- PJ, P.J., I was I almost said Patrick. Well, that's, uh, P- that's what they got on the, the, the box score. P.J. going 2 of 11, I think, and Jaden Dawson going 6 of 18. They're probably going to shoot it better than that. The key for me in that one is is for North to be the team that they want to be, I think Mason Strong, Dale Thomas, um, and Keyshawn have to find a way to complement each other. It can't be high volume, not a lot of efficiency. You know, Mason Strong, I think he was 6 of 17 from the field and 0 of 5 from 3. Yep. You have to find a way to be a little bit more efficient in that one than I think if, if North's going to be who they want to be. So both teams were 16 of 46 from the field. Both teams only made two three-pointers. Yeah. Difference was the free-throw line. It's not like Central shot well. They just got there more. They, they were 10 of 21 compared to 6 of 14 for North. And that was a 44-40 win for Central where it was uh, down to the wire. It was close late. And um, they... they uh, Central won the fourth quarter 11-6 to six to, 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 to win that thing. And it was a one-possession game. Uh, Central had a, uh, a two-point lead late. And I believe DeAndre Brody got a steal and a bucket. Yeah, to, he's going to be – he's kind of the X factor for them, right? With Jackson Page moving on to Millard North, it kind of – DeAndre kind of assumes that next distributor ball handler. A little bit of a smaller guard, but – um, has got a lot of playing experience in terms of playing against good players. He grew up playing against bigger, stronger guys his whole life. And that's what you need. You don't want to put too much on Jay Dawson's plate. You want him to be able to be free, play on the wing, to go create, take his shots, where, as opposed to kind of having to be the main ball handler and, and run everything himself. You want him focused on scoring. Yeah, and if uh, you've been listening to this podcast at all, the next team that we're going to talk about um, – JP, you kind of nailed him as as the X factor and the guy to keep and not necessarily the X factor, but the guy to keep an eye on in terms of his evolution if he's going to take the next step. And with their preseason injuries, oh jeez, it's even more magnified. Martel Evans has got to be the guy from all Creighton Prep to compliment Jungers, especially with O'Malley hurt now. Uh, is it? Am I saying it right? Is it Jabonato? Jabet? No, I, I don't Jibetno. know exactly how to pronounce it. That's how it's spelled. Hurting uh, his ACL in the fall. And Aiden Miller is a guy that would have played this year who tore his ACL for it, the second time back in the summer. He's changed that team dramatically. Marquise Tolliver injured. Got his week broken, of tryouts. broken leg. Yeah, so that's three guys that would be And now O'Malley on the shelf. First game, yeah. Casey goes down, hurts his ankle. So that's four guys right now that would be rotation players for prep that aren't in the lineup. So that's... Josh, uh, Josh Lutke is going to have to do a good job this year, kind of manipulating that lineup, finding the, the, the right rotations, finding enough depth to be able to get through the season. But, man, they finding ways to win close exactly games. exactly what they did. And so they were part of the Grand Island, Lincoln East um, prep and uh, Elkhorn South kind of little pod system. And three of the four games were determined by game winners. 
in the first round, you mentioned Martell Evans. Uh, they were tied with Grand Island, 60 all late, and Grand Island had the ball. Prep got a steal, run out, Martell layup at the buzzer. He finished with the uh, team high 19 in that one. Uh, really efficient, 7-12 from the field, 4-5 from the line, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. That's kind of what he's going to be. He's going to be a double-digit scorer. He's going to rebound. He's going to get some assists. He's going to get some steals. He's just going to be an athlete and uh, a force in transition. And then uh, Luke Jungers did what he needed to, 17 points, uh, efficient shooting, 9 rebounds. I think Isaac Trout had 34 in that yeah. game, but it wasn't quite enough. Um, so, And then he, on the other side there, Lincoln East at Elkhorn South <laughs> – same thing, tied at 60-all at last possession. This time, Lincoln East had the ball, kind of worked it around, uh, pitch, pitched it to uh, my guy, Carter Templemeyer, in the wing, and drove in. <laughs> You've seen a lot it up. of Templemeyer, yeah. haven't you, as his coach in the summer. Yeah, laid it up uh, at, uh, with two seconds left for the go-ahead bucket, and then the kind of the, the heave at the, the buzzer didn't fall. So at 62 He's an easy win. guy to cheer for, isn't he? Oh, it? for sure. He's one of the most competitive kids I've been around. I um, – I, I kind of go off your vibe because you're a good judge of character. I can kind of loving on him, coaching him. I he's he's an easy guy to cheer for. Oh, for sure. Um, Seventeen points in that game plus the game winner. Um, I, I'm assuming he started <laughs> first varsity start there. I think so. Yeah, he, I, I think, and he's paid his dues. Yeah, I never had a chance to really be the guy. Could be good on him. Yeah, I, I think he's gonna have a really solid season. Um, and in that one. Uh, so Elkhorn South lost, and they go third place game was the, the only one that I was able to go to because of my schedule. It was Grand Island against Elkhorn South at at Lincoln East, and uh, man, Grand Island got off to a good start, and then Elkhorn South just ran away with it from there. Just shot the ball really well, and Alec Noonan hit twelve points in the third quarter when they really kind of broke the game wide open. They yeah, they were up five at halftime, saying, "Hey, listen, you you can recruit my brother in football." I'm the hooper in the family. <laughs> Come <laughs> check me out. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of interesting how that worked out because you look, they're, they're twins, but like Maverick, they're, huge, to, they're completely, completely different, different body types. Right? One's gravitated towards one sport, the other. Well, and Alec played football last year. This year, it's all yep. basketball. And, and I asked his parents, especially Danny, I said, hey, listen, I said, how do you do it? Right? I'm, 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 just, I'm really taking notes, right, as, yeah. a, as a guy that's trying to stay away and let his kid grow. And he said, hey, you know what? For us, it's easy. Alec likes hoops. Yeah. Maverick likes football. It, they're oh. two completely different kids. Maverick, it makes it easy. And Maverick was up in the, there in the, the stands kind of cheering his brother on. So he, Alec had 11 in their first game, then twenty team high 20 uh, in the, the Grand Island game. So he's another guy that I was really impressed with this summer compared to where he was the previous summer. He was one the, uh, the most improved players, I think, within the OSA program. Yeah. And I think he's, again, going to have another really good season. And not, then not afraid to work either. And Elkhorn South's depth. They had some early foul trouble in that one. They had a couple guys uh, in street clothes on the bench. And Henry Burt coming off the bench, 11 points, doing some work in the post. They had, uh, again, one of my, Caden Stone, who played for me this summer as well, didn't score in their season opener, came in uh, with some of the injuries, got, got the call, and he had eight points, knocked down two threes, had a nice finishing transition, and he was guarding Isaac Trout for some of that game. So Trout had 28, but only one other player on Grand Island made more than one bucket, mm. and he made two. So that's not going to work when your second leading score has five points. And they made Trout be really inefficient. Um, he, he struggled. He, the, the shots Almost he, the anti yeah. of what we saw last year yeah. when he was extremely efficient 
kind of assuming a new role. Yeah, like every single one of his buckets was like, whoa. That's how difficult the, the shot attempts were because of the way that Elkhorn South was defending and the way that Green Island wasn't able to keep the defense honest there. So they're going to have to they're going to have to shoot the ball a little bit better. A few other guys are going to have to step up for that team. Andy Poss isn't going to be eligible until the second semester. The St. Paul transfer, who is one of their better on-ball guys. Um, so he, he's going to uh, help them out later on in the season, but they're going to need a little bit more. And then, so that, that was kind of the only one that wasn't a thriller. And then in the championship game of that little pod, it was Lincoln East against Prep. And again, tie ball game, last possession, it's 51-all. Prep works the ball around, swings it. Sean Ramachandran finds himself open, buries a three at the buzzer for the win. So um, Sean's a guy that I, I, I'm really happy for because of the pandemic and his family situation. He hasn't played basketball since his sophomore year. Yeah. He didn't play the last two summers, and he didn't play last year. He's a good tennis player. You know, um, I, you know I know you have an affinity for him. You nailed the name pronunciation. <laughs> well, he's a... Uh, he, I, I know him from, like, you, OSA you when na- I first you started. You nailed the name pronunciation. That's why Jacob Padilla is one of the best in the business, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But he's, he's a guy that I knew back when he was in, like, sixth grade because when I first started coaching at OSA, he was on uh, the team below mine, uh, he and his brother Nathan. So um, we would practice with him all the time. I think they moved out to California and then came back, and he's been at prep. And he was a good player uh, as, a, as a freshman, had a really good summer that year. But then with the pandemic, it just kind of derailed his basketball career. So it's good to see him back out there playing and have a moment like that in your second varsity game. Uh, that's big time. Yeah, so that's kind of the top six or seven. And depending on how you feel about Papillion, um, they stub their toe against, hey, listen, this isn't Helmstetter. This isn't <laughs> Alton Mason. This Northeast bunch is interesting. And this schedule shakes out to where it's early, right? They got South Sioux. Uh, they beat Papio. They got Columbus coming up. That's definitely a winnable game. Then they go Northwest, Lincoln High, Bryan. <laughs> They've got a chance to, to, get some, off, yeah, to, to get off a really yeah. good start, man. Do you like this Rocket Bunch? I do. I was at the. I was there for the first half of that Papio game. It was back and forth. And um, Christian Wynn, I think, had 15 in the first half. A long kind of rangy wing there. He knocked down couple of threes, got to the rim a few times for some tough finishes. Uh, they, they, they play a five-out style where, where Porter Basil is the, the, the tallest player on the team, and he's looking to more attack the basket, uh, up on the perimeter more so than do work inside. So they, they can be a tough group to defend when they've got five guys. Um, uh, a lot of three, four of those guys can probably shoot the ball fairly well. you got Xander Beard, who's a, a really crafty scorer. Um, so, so they've definitely got some pieces. Uh, Jalen Langs, uh, a junior guard that, that can play a little bit for them. So, they that, that they're going to be tough. They're two and zero. Uh, Lincoln Southwest two and zero, and Pius two and zero. So, yeah, good like start that. for the Southwest. We thought a year ago was ahead of schedule. Yeah. This is a good Southwest bunch. Yeah, and I they haven't even like they, two wins. Uh, I think one of them was against Papillion the Vista South. So that's a quality win. Um, it's probably the best win of the, the group that we uh, either them or Papio, like we just talked about uh, of those three Lincoln teams that start off two and zero. But yeah, they, they, and I feel like they haven't really clicked yet either. Like they've, they've had different guys that played well in each of the games. Uh, nobody's had real. It's a good. It's a good game. win against Carney too. Yeah. So that, that's a really good start for them. That's a team that we both liked, I think based on what we saw from their different players uh, in the summer, um, whether it was in June or with their summer teams. So um, I'm good, curious good to see, them. I'm watching them when they go to Omaha South on Saturday, they've got, 
They're at the Packers on the 11th. Let me know how they can travel. Yeah. You know, Rylan, who is very familiar um, with playing with a lot of these guys in the Metro, coming into that environment, that Southeast team is tough. If, if those are kind of the top eight, probably Papillion and North, or because of Papillion start, and they've got a brutal schedule. I mean, they'll book in this thing with Bellevue West and Millard North this week. <laughs> so if you're a Monarch fan, hang on. And then Omaha North gets West Side on Thursday. That's going to be a salty West Side <laughs> bunch. Who 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 gets Caleb? Who gets Benning back this week? It, I'll be curious to see what happens. No love lost, obviously, between the two schools. Um, I mean, how do you see the back end of that deal in the top ten? If if it is in fact for you, Papio and North with a big week for both teams. Yeah, so yeah, Northeast is in there, obviously, two and zero start. We I, I kind of liked them. I put them at I put yeah. them at eight. Yeah, I, so I have Southwest at seven and Northeast at eight. Yeah, so Papio North, uh, Lincoln East, I think is probably in that oh, mix. Good call. I kind of I'm a little iffy on East. I'm not sure. Yeah, no Jacobson, no Greasel. Well, Sam, no Reckway. <laughs> I'm going way back with old school Spartans, but yeah, you even lost you lost me on that last one. I was well, with you. Hey, Reckway, he was a phenom, man. He was uh, that was back when I wasn't even a kid yet when he was doing work. But the Spartans got a lot of history. So if you like those teams, but there are so Gretna, Papio South, Papio, like all those teams are kind of in that mix. Are all one and one uh, in that area. They, um, I, I think there's a lot of questions, but they've got a lot of pieces that if it comes together, they could be. Um, the top uh, 10, 12-ish type teams. But I think that's what's going to be interesting is that that next group, uh, 8 eight to 15 or so. I think there are a lot of teams that could uh, stake claims for those spots. Yeah, well, I tell you what, it's a heck of a week. We've, uh, we've, we've cubed the whole thing up for you in terms of giving you a rundown. We'll be back next week. There's a reason he's the best in the business. I thank the world of him. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm old DB. We didn't even get into his Phoenix Suns. They <laughs> just keep winning. And it's they believers Ameri- out of you, right? They did. <laughs> they did, right? Like, I may owe you an apology before it's <laughs> over because they're pretty good. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back next week. We'll preview. We'll recap. We'll make sure that you're covered from the Ruta to the Tuta. That's my man, Jacob Padilla. I'm old DB. We'll be back next week with Nebraska Preps postgame. A Huda Media Production.